Hey, bro, no more undefeated football teams. No more. Um, who would have guessed that the Jets and the, the, the Browns, Browns were, would be the two teams? Right? I know. Right. Especially with all the turnovers. What? Jalen had like three interceptions. Brock had one. It was going to happen eventually. We knew the Jets' defense was legit, so it wasn't a big surprise there, but the Browns game... I mean, San Francisco had a, a considerable amount of main injuries, but also, like, that was the first time Purdy looked pretty human. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in New York City. Brandon Edler coming to us today from South Pasadena. Um, yeah, week, uh, what is it, week six in the NFL? Concluding right now, we're taping this on Monday night, in the middle of Monday night football. It's 7-7, Cowboys Chargers. I really don't care about this game. I'll be honest with you. Now you're watching. I'm uh, texting with my boy, Hammer, who you've met before. Uh, we got our fantasy basketball draft tomorrow night, so we're just strategizing, pimping. Y'all, speaking of basketball, we'll get to the NFL in a minute. You see uh, Dame and Giannis finally played a game together. 22 minutes. Not. Yeah, they played over the weekend. They beat the Lakers by like eight. 22 minutes of court time together. Both had double figures. Afterwards, Giannis was like, this the open. This the most open I've ever been. And Dame said, okay, look, y'all going to uh, blitz me, put pressure on me, and I'm giving the ball to Giannis? Man, we can do this every night. They're going to. I mean, that's that was the whole reason they did it. I mean, like, we talk about the NBA, the main reason there was such a holdup on making the trade for Dame is you're never going to get equal value. And respect to Portland for realizing, like, one, I like them that they kind of gave the middle finger to Pat Riley in the heat and been like, you're not getting them. You don't have nearly enough assets for us to really care about doing it. But also being pragmatic and being like, we're not going to get value for it, so let's just move forward. In Milwaukee... Giannis had been a little cryptic about is he going to stay or is he going to go flexing a little bit and then you get Dame like I know you lost a little bit you lost some key pieces but we talked about it when that trade happened you can backfill those those bench pieces no problem but to Giannis Dame with three minutes left in the game that's that's fucking tough I mean Giannis is basically baby Shaq with a little bit more outside game and then Dame is arguably in the last decade top three most clutch clutch players like milwaukee's gonna be a problem no i think they will too it's a lot of fun i only thing i hate now about preseason i have no clue when the games are getting played i don't really watch any highlights like i read about that damian Giannis, but i didn't go to youtube and seek out the actual video of the game i kind of wish i could you know like nfl preseason we can watch those on regular tv local as well as national I feel like we don't get that with the NBA. At least maybe I'm wrong in that regard. No, I, I think they're favorable to certain teams, certain markets. It's it's not – yeah, I mean, league pass, baby. I'm all about the league pass for, like, the first month. Yo, so you get the little uh, – you go month to month and then cancel? Yeah, pretty much. Because I feel like by the time I get to uh, Christmas, it's like I'm really focused on NFL playoffs. I don't care about basketball nearly as much. I've gotten sick of losing so many parlay bets at that time. I don't even want to act like I know what's going on in the NBA. So, yeah, that's usually two months tops. You know, I haven't bet in like four weeks. Dude, I'm I'm terrible. I can't even sit here and pretend like I know shit. Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. And it's not one of those where, like, you know, I – and once again, if you have a gambling problem, I have a friend who has a gambling problem. If you do, uh, by all means – Stop gambling. I just forget. Like, I'll sit there, you know, tonight, Monday Night Football. 
Thumbs up, boom. Yeah, I should, but yeah, no, I'm not betting that. And then I just <laughs> don't open the app. So I have hundreds of dollars just sitting in FanDuel and DraftKings accounts, just sitting there, literally making no money nor losing yet. I probably should start gambling again. Well, the thing that sucks for us in California is parlays are the only options we have, and we can just do like the over under on certain parlay bets. Like if I could do five individual bets and lose two and, and win three, I would make out a lot more versus I have to do a parlay every time and I'll hit four out of five. It's like you hit four out of five, you still, you like double it. So if I bet 25 and 150, but if I hit the whole thing, I win 750. And there's always one that just fucks it up every single time. So like, <laughs> please, California. I know last time it was on the ballot, we basically had to decide between sports betting and homeless people. Sorry. Hey. I wouldn't say y'all are succeeting with the homeless issue. No, exactly. So let's just get the sports betting. Let's get it popping. There are moments when, and this is completely not sports related, but, you know, homelessness is a major issue in small America, rural America, as well as major American cities. Everywhere is dealing with an influx of it. And man, when I see some of the people who are just struggling, you know, I just always think when they were born, the minute they were born, nobody saw that for them. And I also think you don't know in your life, Brandon Edler, Jason Spells, or whoever's listening, you take a left when you took a right, and that could be you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, comes at you fast. Yeah. So, like, I have such empathy when I see it um, that I'm just like, damn, like, life is rough, and you don't know what someone's going through. So, like, looking down on them is not. Uh, not an option, not cool. All right, so didn't not expect to go that route in today's conversation. But back to the sports of it all. Um, yeah, I just NBA excited for it. It'll be here. College basketball. Do you even wait? I know there's no college football. Do you watch no. college basketball? Okay, well, no question. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I I miss it. I do like up until about four years ago, March Madness was literally my favorite time of the year. Like I would take every first Thursday and Friday of March Madness off wherever I was working, whatever was going on. But it's tough, man, because the one and done, I'm not even going to sit here and be that guy. Like I love one and done, but it did take a little bit away from like what the tournament was like building like some of those like rivalries and stuff like that. Okay, you get over that. But then once, like, guys had the option of going to G League or going overseas, like, that's really hurt college basketball. And it's but just you not get an FIU, man. you get a San Diego State. Like, you get other programs that are able to use a portal with, you know, players who are four-year guys, three-year guys. And they put together great basketball that you remember. Like, K-State had uh, – I forget Buddy's name, but he was a point guard, 5'10". He played his ass off last year in the tournament. Yeah. So you I have get no some idea of who you're talking about. He, uh, I did not watch one game last year in the tournament. What? You serious? I, will, I went to three games in the tournament last year because we had him here in New York. Uh, so back to the National what? Football League of it all. Remember I texted you about the Carolina Panthers when they went up 14 nothing. Yeah. And subsequently, you remember when I texted you like 25 seconds afterwards when we was down 35 to 14? Pretty much. By the time I saw your text, I was like, yeah, that that's over. I, I feel really bad for you, dude. I do. I feel for you, man. Like, you... Look, you know me. I don't care about any loyalty to no sports teams. I just don't play that whole game. For people like you that are loyal, that, like, you're about it, like, you really ride or die with your squads and your squad's that trash, I feel for you, man. I can tell you felt for me, by the way. You delivered that so eloquently, making fun of me. Look, um, the offense showed glimpses. 
the defense, which honestly wasn't the issue, showed some questionable moments. That being said, they're going against the arguably the most dynamic offense in the NFL. So in sitting there watching that game, I was like, damn. Damn. Shit, damn. That, that's exactly how I felt for the first quarter of excitement and then followed by subsequent dams for the seconds, thirds, and fourth quarters in which we got ran out of the uh, Hard Rock Stadium. But all in all, great week. Boring week of week six, I'll be honest. Was other than other than the Jets and uh, the Browns, did any game even pique your interest this week? Um, it wasn't a good – I mean, the games just weren't that good. They weren't that competitive. I mean, I feel like this is how it always is. The first month is just like chaos because the playing field's a lot more even. You haven't dealt with injuries yet. People are still getting in the flow of what their offenses look like, like still getting their identity. And then at this point, like that's where you start to see the separation between teams. But also the schedule is obviously set up at the beginning of the year to like be kind of rivalry games, things that we would be interested. This is the law. This is why I can't wait for the NBA to start. And whoa, a week from tomorrow. Damn, it feels so good to be eight days away from the NBA season starting. We need it. Uh, football's not going to be too exciting until we get to Thanksgiving again. So it is what it is. Yeah, I'm kind of tuning out of a lot of things. I um, I, I, we've had conversations a lot about like music on this theory podcast, and I think our last episode, for the record, our last episode never got published. So that's one for the vaults, and it was a good episode. It was just we never got around to actually getting that posted. Um. And I, I don't know. Did I tell you I went and saw the South African house DJ Black Coffee at MSG? No, you did not tell me that. Do you know who Black Coffee is? Um, isn't he the character from Semi Pro? <laughs> no. Well, so Black Coffee house DJ. Is it, South what was no, Andre Three Thousand's name in that movie? I don't know. But Black, Black Coffee, Coffee. is actually <laughs> um, very well renowned DJ. So I'm at MSG. He had this artist by the name of Zoe, and I mispronounced her last name. It's like Kravitz. I, no, it was not Zoe Kravitz. Did you ever see Zoe Kravitz out and about? Does she live in New York? Yeah. She's dating Channing Tatum now, right? She is. What a lucky guy. I was about to say, he ain't you. She clearly got a type, not Brandon Edlow. Anyway. I saw her. Come on. Let me give you one moment. I saw her at a Stussy uh, Fourth of July party the first year I moved here, and we sat next to each other and talked for like 18 seconds. And... It was probably the greatest 18 seconds of my life other than when I lost my virginity. I was going to say, so you spoke to her for 18 seconds. Do you think she remembers a conversation like you did? And what? once again, it was only 18 seconds. What did you say in which the conversation was ended abruptly after uh, 18 seconds? It was more than 18 seconds. It was like a solid two minutes. Her and her friends were singing. Um, I forget what they said, but I made some joke about American Idol, and then she kept the conversation going. She could have killed it right there, but she kept talking to me for like another two minutes. And um, I was on vitamins, THC, and I started getting like really <laughs> spacey after that, and just uh, I didn't go. It was like during the middle of the fireworks show, so it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like we could sit there and keep it running. But uh, it was a feel good moment. It was a win for me. It was a moral victory. So you had. Arguably, and Brandon, once again, when I tell y'all this man don't miss, he don't miss. Uh, one of the women of your dreams, you in front of you, having a conversation next to me, yeah, and you could not seal the deal. And I'm not it even was, talking about like sealing the deal. I mean, like keeping the conversation going. To, it was in the middle of the fireworks. 
you you know in the middle of fireworks you can't keep it fluid like that. I don't like, have that just problem. Too much I'm good on. with my voice. Like when I was single, my game was on fire. I'm all cool right, with it. Right. I dropped the ball, I guess. I fumbled. Yeah. So anyway, back to Zoe. Uh Capri, K-Y-P-R-I. She's a woman from I'm not sure of her nationality, but she's uh or or her heritage, but she's from London, singing R and B, killing it. Straight killing it. And the last episode that we taped that never got published, we talked about like transitioning out of like hip hop. And don't get me wrong, I still like hip hop, right? But like, I can't listen to that shit every day into more of the R&B stuff. I've been murdering her music ever since for the last five days. Z-O-E-K-Y-P-R-I is her name. I got a supporter, right? You know what you should do? I think, Jason, I your music taste has changed so much in the last year and I'm not even making fun of you. I really respect how much your taste has kind of expanded or maybe I just wasn't aware of how eclectic you really are, but like you really, I never remember you talking about like house music or EDM or like a lot of like dance type stuff until like the last year or so. You should put a playlist out. I think we should promote it with the next episode or whenever you can put one together, like 40, 50 songs. I'd love to hear it because I don't really know what you're on right now everything long story short everything well like you know what i'm not opposed to doing that but you sit there and you start thinking like all right i listen to the same thing okay then i go back and listen to old stuff like i was listening to goody mob still standing legendary album that i appreciate now more at soon to be 40 than i did when i was listening to it at what 14 15 16 like the stuff they were rapping about then impacts me more today you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah zoe capri uh Kypri, whatever fire beautiful woman saying her ass off bro and so like i was just sitting there and we like i said we discussed many times like finding new music not being those old dudes from the muppets up in the uh up in the balcony just climbing it <laughs> like that's yeah. i mean literally we need to change the the artwork for the podcast to just be muppet versions of me and you hating because like you realize, like, yo, there's some good shit out here. You just gotta go look for it. Yeah, Statler and Waldorf. Um, yeah, I but look, let's I agree with you. Like, I don't be listening to hip hop like that because it's just not creative. I mean, look, this isn't us hating, like this is a very objective thing. Hip hop has never had less placement on the chart since I think like 1995 or 94 is the statistic. Like it's clearly going through an identity crisis. This is not being old assholes. Like the genre is really in a, uh, you know, having a little bit of an identity crisis. Massive identity crisis because it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, what is the substance in what you're saying? And don't get me wrong. We all love good trap music. We all love a good Metro boom and beat. We love take Keith. We love all of that. Right. Ocean Park, OG Park, I'm sorry. But like, you also get to the point where I'm like, there's only so many times I can hear you talk about this. And the crux for me was the Lil Wayne album. Something to Six, Road to Six, whatever it was. And me and Lil Wayne, roughly the same age. It's the album he just put out in September ahead of when he's releasing his next album. And I realized my dude is not talking about anything. Like, there is no difference in listening to that than what you were listening to 20 years ago with him. And I'm like, yo, I've matured in that time. I mean, the difference is he was just flowing so much better. I mean, Mixtape Wheezy was, I'll say it, like, all right, have, like, the old 
discussion about Pac or Biggie, whatever. Okay. Neither of them really had the longevity to like be in that argument. I think it's like a lot of things when, when you lose it too quick to really know the appeal is always going to be at a higher level. Uh, with that being said, like Jay-Z, you look at his collective work over the course of 25 years, whatever, like objectively he's got to be the greatest rapper alive, but like mixtape Wayne absolutely crushes Jay-Z. Like you take that era of like little Wayne from what? Oh, three to like 2010, 2011. When you heard that lighter spark, you already knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, there's he that absolutely destroyed anything Jay-Z did even at his height. Like Jay-Z, man, there was like some crazy stat for, is is popular in his longevity like when you compare him to what he's done from like a track standpoint like drake obviously i think today announced like he tied michael jackson for the most solo artists number one singles whatever like jay-z doesn't have any of that he, he's got a lot of great albums a lot of great songs but like he doesn't dominate to that factor and not that little wayne did but little wayne like undisputedly just ran shit for seven or eight years i mean look we're comparing things in different time zones against different mediums, right? So back when Mike was doing his whole thing, you bought an actual cassette or album. You bought an album. You bought a yeah. cassette. Your boy would copy it, but that took forever. So, like, you would have to hear the whole cassette for your guy to bootleg it for you. Fast forward to Jay-Z. Jay-Z was CDs, which... All right, cool, but we also got into ripping CDs and downloading, right? Like illegally downloading. I probably didn't buy the first four Jay-Z albums. Let's just be fair about it. And then you go to Drake, where now everyone's in the streaming platform, and he gets a spin for 20 seconds on it. So like comparing those kind of numbers makes no sense. Whereas Lil Wayne mixtape, well, he was getting mixtapes that were sold back at bodegas, back barbershops, corner stores. So like you can never get a true metric on what little, like, you know, Road to the Carter or the Carter Four or um, what's it? What's it? Oh, I'm blanking on the mixtape right now. Anyway, um, you can't get a true the measurement fix, of like fix before the six. No, that shit was trash. That's the mixtape that pissed me off while I'm listening to oh. R&B now. But it was um, the mixtapes he was dropping back when I was in college, early 2000s. Those were sold, you know, like your homeboy was selling them. So like you can't really get a true measurement on where they were. Influence was high. Talent was there. But like everything else, you mature, you grow. And, you know, we ain't trying to get to the Joe Budden of it all, but Joe Budden calling Drake out by saying Drake didn't mature and grow. He's not wrong. But I also think that is not, I'm not going to Drake for meaningful lyrics, if that makes sense. Who are you going to for meaningful lyrics? My who's damn who's like a current day, like who? My damn self. No, I'm joking. Uh, look, uh, by, by default, being from North Carolina, I got to say J. Cole. Um, hey, look. Well, you know, I'm thinking about playing that at my wedding. Not even thinking about it. She doesn't know it yet, but I will play that at my wedding. Whatever. I asked in the group chat if you're going to play some ratchet shit at the wedding. No, there's going to be too many of our grandparents there. We got to play Mozart. But hey, my parents don't listen to Mozart, so we're going to start with Frankie Beverly and Mays and some Isley Brothers. <laughs> and B, you be alright. You be just fine. You be just fine. Trust me. Anyway, um, is there hen at the open bar? No. Just Can because I bring of you. my own hen? Will Just be- because <laughs> of you. You are the one reason why Hennessy will not be served. So for the record, y'all. Ain't uh, that some shit? Why is the white boy got to be the problem with the Because I have time? seen you off Hennessy before. My mama going to be there, bro. 
<laughs> my mama gonna beat us. You don't need to see you offhand. I have seen you offhand. <laughs> uh, look, artists right now where I'm listening to now, I'm opening up my i Apple to see who am I listening. I'm really not even listening. What the fuck is an iApple? Are you in 2003 right now? I'm not like your I really like my. I don't even really sound that old sometimes. Remember when you said you love Matlock or whatever on the? I ain't never said I love Matlock. Get the hell out of here. Honestly, you know what, Killer Mike, Killer Mike, I gotta give Killer Mike some respect. He was just here the other night. What do you mean just here? Oh, in L.A. I thought you was with him. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he was at the crib. Yeah, yeah. Killer Mike, Killer Mike's putting out some stuff I can get down with. His album was amazing, Michael. Uh, you know, Ratchet stuff. I like Nardo Wick. Doom, 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 doom. What is that? Yeah, I get down with that one. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, I got a hip hop, and it's just like I don't really see anything where it moves me. I know Nas dropped that new album. I didn't listen to it. Did you? I didn't. Um, he just reminded me. I got to set a reminder. They're doing a live stream on Amazon Music of uh, his show with Wu Tang on Wednesday, and um, yeah, I've been trying to get tickets for that. They're doing it at a resort, like a casino resort in Riverside, which is is a minute away. But like tickets are like six hundred dollars. So I'm just gonna be at home, pour out a little liquor, watch it on TV, and let me get down like that. You know, I commend, and it's not just because I'm employed there, but they do a good job of that. Like, I saw Rick Ross in the clips over the summer, courtesy of Apple Music. Um, back to Nas. I saw Nas at MSG. He did King's Disease 1, 2, and 3. Once again, you appreciate the guy flowing at a different level, although what he's rapping about now is some shit I can't afford because he's wealthy, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I know we were going to talk sports, but got into the music of it all. It's pretty dope. Always love that. Yeah, so I got I to gotta get some new hip-hop together. If y'all listening to this and y'all got... I told y'all, seriously, y'all like some chill, uh, beautiful woman, great voice, Z-O-E-K-Y-P-R-I is the woman's you, name. You're not going to convince me you don't have the same manager at this point. That's like the fifth promo you gave her. Nah, we ain't got the same manager. Trust oh, me. okay. Uh, right. But no, All I right. just... Yeah, I did the same thing with Yeba. Yo, Yeba dropped... Um, Live from Electric Ladyland, she can sing her ass off, bro. How, why do I know that? That's a studio, that was, right? She, no, yeah, she was uh, uh, live at Electric uh, Live at Electric Ladyland. Yeah, it's like a studio. But okay. Yeba was the girl. She's done stuff on uh, Drake's albums. Mm-hmm. I and know. I think she got some new work coming out. But yeah, she was smooth. Appreciate that one. Um, Offset got this new album out. I guess I should play it. Let's try now. Is that what the show's going to become? You're going to start listening to music on air and we're going to review it and rate it? I mean, I like the smooth start to it, though. Oh, we should get this for our new intro. Jason spells, oh, I really like the snares on this song. Oh, what are are those triplets? (laughs) Yeah, wow. Is that that a 4-4 arrangement? That's great. Oh, look at you. Somebody pay attention in music class. Hey, look, we got a couple of minutes left on our show. Let's get to finesse of the week, everybody. Courtesy of Complex. Complex posted out this uh, this little thing I saw on a gram a couple minutes ago. And it was like... uh, End time celebs got caught wearing fake jewelry watches and more. They got a little, uh, who's this? Who the hell is this? Little baby, a fake $400,000 Patek. He was posting pictures of it. Rick Ross, fake Louis Vuitton. And I'm looking at this. You can tell Louis Vuitton don't even make them logos. I'm sure it's like fake as hell. And I even know the person who makes like Rick Ross's Louis Vuitton when he buys it and has it custom made. Exclusive game wouldn't do this. 
uh, Dwayne Wade, fake Supreme. In the end, I think everybody wears some fake stuff at some point in time. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit if you wake, wear fake real. Whatever. I really don't care anymore. I, that was, there was definitely a moment in time where it was like if you got caught wearing the fakies, like you, you were corny. Nobody cares anymore. Life is expensive, man. Bro, I guarantee you, you, you take your lady out, you go to dinner, and you're $250 lighter if you have like two drinks and, you know, appetizer entrees. Like, life is too expensive. I'm not trying to give all my money to Supreme. I'm not trying to give all my money to these clothing brands. Like, this shit needs to be more accessible. I think the thing is this when you get value, or when you have a perceived value because of what you spent to make other people think you're more wealthy than you are, there is no value in it. Oh, fire. Like, I mean, go out and spend the money. You work hard. You want luxurious things. I'm not saying. I don't don't do that. I'm actually encouraging you to splurge on yourself. But do it for you. Don't do it for the sake of, oh, man, they're going to kill when they see me in this. Because now you have gotten caught up in this. And now when you get caught up in it, you're going Zara. Hmm? I said, baby, I look amazing in Zara. Tell them. But then now you're going out buying the fake stuff because you feel like, yo, they're going to hate when they see this. And now you're buying the fake stuff. And then when you get called out on it, you rightfully so called out on it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. finesse of the week is, uh, look, luxury goods have their place. Spend the money on it. Support yourself. Treat yourself. But do it for you. Mm-hmm. Don't get finesse where you faking shit just to be faking so you make it look like you got something over everybody else. Uh, anything else you want to hit on? Anybody else getting finesse this week? Oh, damn. Two minutes. Yo, Will and Jada, do you give a damn about that? <laughs> I reposted it. I forget who I saw post it, but they said basically at this point I need Will Smith to do a drink champs. Noriega, my man Nori, N-O-R-E, on the run eating. Make it happen. I don't need him to do a drink champs. I don't usually encourage this. I need him to see a clerk of court in uh in Los Angeles and get a separation. Or they Los Angeles separated. County. Yeah, I need him to see the clerk she court get that divorce crazy. stuff. I don't, if, I if you're a woman doing some stuff like that, it ain't no point of being married to her. She don't care about you. I remember uh, when the shit first went down with the situation ship or whatever, and the meme was like uh, something about Jada was basically the biggest bullet that Tupac ever dodged. And I remember at the time thinking, like, that's in such poor taste. Y'all are crazy. And then somebody reposted again today. It's like, no, that, that's for real. Man, Tupac really fortunate that he dodged that bullet. Yo, look, everyone has a narcissistic or an egotistical side of them. That is humanity. You want you are your biggest star. You are your biggest supporter of your biggest star. But if your biggest supporter and your biggest star, and you're in a relationship with a person like that, and they don't see the benefit of helping us, keep it moving. I don't give a keep damn if moving. they got three kids and been together for 20 plus years. This whole publicity show of any podcast of any television show is not for this damn book because baby girl done told us everything. Ain't nothing left in the book to read. Now it's just about her trying to make herself a star. And she's been a star. That's the sad part about it. The sad part about it. Anyway, Brandon, if they trying to, uh, if you're a single man in these streets and you're not trying to meet a Jada in this day and age, what should you do? Don't get finessed. Stop flexing. Meet you a good girl at church. Keep it moving. You're damn right. Put your people on so they can put their people on. Look, we ain't talking about a lot of sports this week, but y'all know why. Life happens. We'll get at y'all again next week. And I promise you, this episode going to get put out this time. Peace.